it's not so much the fail that stops people. It's everything we add on to it. It's the judgment. It's the fear. It's the pain that we kind of layer on. And, and that's what ultimately causes people to stop or quietly disengage from what they really want to have happen. We just back away a little bit. One, if you are a little pissed off, use it. If you're frustrated, use it. There's energy there. Part two is why you can believe that you'll do better is because you did learn something for the first attempt. You always go crazy. And here's all the times where you were going crazy and I still did it. So if I did it, then I can do it now. Being excited for someone just feels better. And, and I also think it can be motivating of, oh, wow, look at what they're doing. That might be possible for you to do, for me to do. But it all begins with being clear and what I call brave honesty, which is bravery to look at ourselves and our lives and just say, this is something I really want or I'd want to be better. Hey guys, and welcome back to the I Love Success podcast. First of all, if you're here with me again, or as a new listener or a watcher, a viewer, I don't know how you, how you even say that. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm super grateful that you're here. Uh, my big fat mission is to help you and 9,999,000 other people to achieve their dreams. Uh, right now, you are the most important person to me. In order to get most of this conversation that we're going to have today, I would advise you to, you know, have a, a delicious cup of coffee or something you really enjoy, a paper and pen, because it's going to be a little, uh, whole bunch of good stuff that I, I, I am confident that you can use in your life to improve right after this show. This is why we do it. Otherwise, it's just two, two guys and girls talking, which is also awesome, but uh, if we can share this and if you can get like at least one or two good things that can improve your life, I, I'm super grateful for that. And that makes me happy. I have uh, an old friend in new format here today. And uh, I think you're, you're, you're one of the few, I think there's only one or two other people that is coming on for the third time. And uh that is that is quite uh, quite remarkable for me because I try to bring in new thoughts, but then I just I just meet people that are incredible and then I want to talk more with. So this is Alex Weber. The first episode, just Google "I Love Success" Alex Weber. We shared kind of his journey. The second one was more about love. That was one part of your life at that point, which was kind of we went a little bit deep. Uh, and uh, now we're just gonna drop some. Uh, yeah. Some truth bombs, you know, you're, you, you just launched your book, Fail Proof, Become the Unstoppable You. And, and I'm super excited about your new book. And you're, you're like motivational comedian is, I think, the word for it. You're funny, but you say good stuff as well, which, which we love. So without further ado, Alex Weber, welcome to the I Love Success podcast. Oh, brother. Thank you so much for having me, man. I appreciate the kind words that that means a lot. And I, I feel the same way. I've been thankful for all the time that, that we've been able to spend together in the conversations. And uh, yeah, we've had a, a few different ones from the first one being a little bit more about our, our goals and aspirational. The second one, we went into love life. Uh, and uh, I'm excited for what we'll drop in with today. Yeah. So let's let's dig into like being fail proof and, and uh, your book, 
And I know uh, one thing that I read when it was when it came to the book, it was the, the big question that we sometimes ask ourselves, what would mm. you do if you couldn't fail? Yeah. And let's just let's just have that sit with us for a while. You know, being that unstoppable you or that person that just walks out in the world and 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 lives life. And we we've all met those people and I got I got to tell you Alex, you, you you're I'm like, fuck, I want to be that person. And some days I feel like I am that person. Some feel, some days I don't feel like that person at all. So can we just talk about that, uh, you know, uh, being fail-proof and like, what does that even mean? Yeah. And I, I see that person in you and, yeah. you know, we're all, we're all human and we both have, we have, we have all sides of ourselves. So it's not about being it all the time, but can we be it more often? And can we be that? in some settings or opportunities where maybe we haven't been in the past. And if we can kind of change how that goes, maybe it's a date, maybe it's a meeting, maybe it's a pitch, maybe it's a workout, but if we can just change those, it'll have a big impact in, in what our lives look like, what happens. Um, so to me, being fail-proof and being unstoppable, it doesn't mean that you're, you're, you're not going to fail. We are yeah. all going to fail, but it means that fails won't stop you. You know, I don't want to be, you know, tone deaf with this reference, but bulletproof, you wear something bulletproof. It doesn't mean a bullet's not going to hit you, yeah. but it means that you're going to keep going. So that is the same, you know, rough analogy here is that we're all going to hit failing moments. But what I've found in speaking to thousands of people is that it's not so much the fail that stops people. It's everything we add on to it. It's the judgment. It's the fear. It's the pain that we kind of layer on. And that's what ultimately causes people to stop or quietly disengage from what they really want to have happen. We just back away a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I felt that in my life uh, many times. And I, I think uh, as, as you and if you're listening to this as well, but how, how do we how do we get past that? Like what, what, what are the, some of the things that we can start doing in order to become yeah. a little bit more of that person? Yeah, I would say two main ones that I'd, I'd love to communicate to the audience. And, and one is more of like a ethereal uh, and one is more very practical. Yeah. So the bigger one is, is why are you doing this? And I know it, it can be charming and trendy to talk about our why, but what I, I think it is, is it's our visceral why. It's the one that it's not pen to paper. It's the one that when you say it or you feel it, your heart just beats a little faster. Maybe it's a dream that you always wanted to have happen. Maybe someone told you you couldn't and you want to prove them and yourself wrong. Maybe you just want to add something to your life that you've always wanted to be there or provide for your family. But whatever it is that gets your heart beating a little faster, that's really, that's the firepower because that's what's going to, you know, I know in my journey with American Ninja Warrior, that's what would get my butt in the car to drive an hour when I was tired at night and train till midnight and drive an hour back. It's it's having that visceral, powerful why. And then in the actual moments of failing, there's going to be some moments where, yes, you want to check in and re-motivate and all that. But sometimes we just need to get back to it. And that's really you know what I call in the book, there's this fail chain reaction that happens every single time we hit a setback, whether that's missing a deal or getting an argument with someone we love or spilling our coffee, it happens every single time. And that really helped me because it took some of the variables out of setbacks. And it was just like, oh, okay, I hit an obstacle. This is the ABC. And now we get back to it. Yeah. And uh, how, how, how do you work on that? Because I know, 
I, I'm yeah. pretty good at that. When I hit, you know, a road bump, I'm I get upset. Or if I if I I'm a competitor, if I don't get the results I want, I get upset. But I stay there very a very little time. I ponder, I learn, and then I I kind of get back up on the horse, so to speak. Uh, but I have friends and I have people around me. And I know people listening now. They're they've been trying to trying to do something and they kind of quote unquote failed the first time because let's face it, if you're starting a new thing and you're failing the first time, it's it's just part of the journey. And then they kind of get discouraged because somebody might say a a comment or they're scared of, you know, being judged and and all those things. How do we narrow that gap from kind of failure with a quote unquote until, you know, getting back up on the horse? Yeah, you you really you nailed the uh, that sequence, Peter, because that that really is what it is. You know, I noticed this when it was happening for me with Ninja Warrior. Yeah, I was just failing. You know, my fails per hour were at such a high rate that I was like, I got to figure out a system to this because if I don't, I'm still going to be getting upset. The gym's going to be closed. I'm going to be wallowing in the parking lot. Like yeah. I got to figure this thing out. And then I, it was kind of fun. Those next months, I would just look, and I would look at any time something would happen. They, someone would go to something late, you know, they, they thought they were prepared. They weren't, they missed a turn. And I was like, oh my gosh, this sequence happens every single time. And what it is, is the first thing is an emotional reaction. Now people are wired. People are different. Some people are going to have big explosive emotional reactions and get frustrated and yell. Other people are going to just quietly disengage and kind of shrink away. But the main thing to remember in that is it's going to be a wave. So if someone says something or you see something on your phone that, oh gosh, I can't believe the news is doing that or this person messaged me that, just remember like, okay, here's the wave and that wave will pass. Now, it doesn't mean block it out because that's just burying it, but it does mean, okay, let me just feel this and respond rather than just emotionally react. The last kind of nuance I'll say to that is for some people, time is a variable there because some people can handle this way very, very well. They'll feel the reaction. Okay. I'm frustrated, but let me just get back to what matters. Other people will let that emotion control them and they'll lose hours. They'll lose days. They'll lose weeks. Some people will do something. It doesn't go great and they never do it again. So there's a huge variable there. So emotions is the first one. The second piece is just like what you said, can you learn something? And I just ask people learn one thing. If that deal with the client didn't go well, why? Were you not prepared? Did you not connect? Were you not forthright enough? Did you not do enough research on them? Were you not uh, confident or affable enough? Whatever. But learn one thing. It doesn't have to be, you know, there's probably a lot that we can all do better, but just learn one thing. Part three is recommitting with full effort and commitment and belief. And that can be tough because if you just screwed up at something, and I, this has happened so many times in my life and Ninja Warriors just made it very tangible where if you go to do something and it doesn't go great, it's tough to summon the confidence and the conviction to just get right back up and do it again with full belief. And that is actually where you want to rely on the first two steps. One, if you are a little pissed off, use it. If you're frustrated, use it. There's energy there. Part two is why you can believe that you'll do better is because you did learn something for the first attempt. So if we put that into action, our chart will kind of just look like this, these little growths of up one over one, up one over one until we actually 
get to our goal. Yeah. And I think, um, I know you write about this in your book as well, about confidence and like how, how do we kind of work on our confidence because and, and what is confidence? You know, it's, it's, it's so yeah. hard to put that into perspective because I'm very confident in some situations where I have knowledge because I've done the work and then in a new situation, I'm not confident at all. Yeah. I, I mean, a hundred percent. And and you nailed it. Confidence is this elusive, like superpower that sometimes we have, and sometimes we don't, and we don't know where we can get more of it. So I would say two things, you know, one is I, I call some of your confidence bank, which is times where you weren't sure if you could do something, but you still showed up and did your best. And why that's so important is because in that whirlwind of fear and doubt, you can look at this evidence, this proof of times that that you showed up and you were fully committed, you were confident, even though you felt all these same feelings. And if you're just building your confidence bank, just start today, just start today and make that call even with feeling nervous and doubtful, write that email, go to that workout class, even feeling fearful, nervous and doubtful. And then you have that in your bank and it'll build and it'll compound. So now you have two things, you have four things, you have eight things in your bank. And so as fear and doubt and nerves start going crazy again, you'll be like, yeah, but you always do this. You always go crazy. And here's all the times where you were going crazy and I still did it. So if I did it, then I can do it now. That has really been a, a game changer in my own life as someone who's struggled with confidence. Yeah, no, that, that's great. And I, I think one thing that uh, I'll, I'll, I believe that a lot of people can uh, or do struggle with is the comparison you know we always and i'm working on this myself i know early on in my career as a martial artist and competitor i yeah. always compared myself to others which made made it a very painful experience yeah. you know but the, the better i got and like kind of now i'm i'm more making like a game how i can become better in different ways but it it took it, it it was a very long and painful journey. So hopefully I'm, I'm relying on you here to, to shorten that uh, gap for, for the listeners here. <laughs> well, you're saying, you're saying comparison, right? Yeah, yeah. It's tough. You know, and there's definitely some disciplines where comparison can really fire up more. But even as I say that, you know, we're always going to compare. And what I mean is, you know, martial arts, it's very 1v1. You have rankings and... Yeah. You know, I, I work with a professional golfer and, and and that's very ranked and measured. So it's easy to compare an American Ninja Warrior. But we all have that, right? You see Susie got a bigger deal or Billy's got a bigger car and we, we're all going to compare. Oh, my gosh. How is Tommy that, that charming or funny? So we're always going to compare. I think that's natural. I would like there is firepower in it yeah. because I don't I don't think it's right to simply put on blinders and say, well, I'm just going to do me and wherever I'm at is wherever I'm at. I actually don't think that's right. But we need to make sure that what we're grabbing from other people is so if Susie closed that deal, okay, and that fires you up to go and close more deals. If that fires you up to learn what Susie's doing, then it's really powerful. As long as it's not destructive, as long as, and I felt this, we're human, as long as it's not being jealousy or contempt or it distracts you away or it causes you to back away from what matters because oh, Susie closed five deals. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. So I, I, I think it's very important to be grounded and focus on ourselves, but to learn and to take in motivation from other people. Um, it's just making sure that we use that as a powerful positive force and not a destructive negative one. 
And how, how do we do that? Because I think that's, that's, that's a million dollar question. It's hard, right? Because yeah. sometimes, I mean, it's normal to sometimes feel like, oh, I'm doing everything right, but why are everybody else, you know, living their best life and I'm here, you know, still struggling and, and you get a little bit jealous and you, you build some type of resentment instead of like having the positive and uplifting, uh, you know, friendly, friendly competitiveness, so to speak. Yeah, I remember a few years ago uh, when my, you know, my really full-time focus was doing TV hosting and stand-up. I remember that a buddy, a, a friend, yeah. right? So this is not even someone just random off the internet. This is a friend. I like him. I have, uh, you know, he's a friend. He had some really his. He posted some video and it did phenomenally and it, it like blossomed into this amazing success. And I remember it was in the it was in the morning. I looked at my phone first thing in the morning, which come on, we all got to stop doing that. I, I'm about 50-50 with a really grounded, uh, beautiful morning of meditation and journaling and chanting, and then a 50% of like, oh, scroll hole. So I'm, I'm human. Come on. Now. I feel you. Uh, <laughs> but a few years ago, I see that, you know, I'm like sleepy eyed, I'm looking at it. And my, you know, my initial feeling was inadequacy, which is really fear, right? I'm, I'm basing out of fear of, oh no, whoa, I'm not going to have enough. He's doing, and all these like really thick, negative ugh, emotions. And then this thought popped in. I was like, just try being happy for your friend. Yeah. And I just like put it on like a shirt. I was like, let me just see what it feels ha- like to be happy for a person I like doing well. And I, it just felt so much better from a like cellular body heart place. And I've always remembered that. And it doesn't mean we're going to be purpose perfect with it. We're, we're, we're flawed creatures, right? We're, so we're going to have envy. We're going to have uh, longing and coveting and all that stuff, but simply just from like a foundational being excited for someone just feels better. And, and I also think it can be motivating of, Oh, wow. Look at what they're doing. That might be possible for you to do for me to do. No, I like that. And and I think if we can reframe things, it, like the mind is is so amazing because we we can reframe things to something really positive if, if yeah. we want to, especially on our best days. But I know the thing with the morning, I, it, was, it was funny that you said that because I think we're more sensitive to, you know, our feelings and emotions. We're just totally. like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> A million view while I was sleeping? Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I get that. Uh, one thing that I'm curious in regards to, you know, daring to fail, there are people here listening on this show that are there, they reach a certain level of success and they want to take their life to the next level. Uh, but they're now they're scared because they're, they're in a situation where everything is pretty, pretty good. You know, uh, how do you, how do you, how do you open up yourself to, to failure, you know, to play, to play with risk and don't go the safe route. Yeah. Well, one, one, you know, how I define failure is expectation versus reality. Yeah. And, and that's really all it is. Yeah. We layer on shame and guilt and judgments from other people and ourselves, but it's just, you expected something to go this way. And the reality was that it was this, and that gap is, is what a fail is. But I think the important question, you know, if I'm hearing correctly is, you know, let's say you have risen to a point where you're on a path that, is is great or is pretty good and maybe other people are relying upon you maybe you have family members maybe you have kids you have a house and and all of this and i i you know i always remember this quote good is the enemy of great good is the enemy of great and it's 
you know, pretty good is, I think, very tempting. It's very tempting because it's safe and it's pretty good. It's not terrible. If it was terrible, we'd do anything to change it, but it's it's pretty darn good. But that is the enemy of, of what we really want and great. And so I would just say to anyone listening, first, gift yourself time to simply look at your life and yourself and just say, where is this pretty good? Where would I want this to be great? And maybe it's okay. Maybe it's health and wellness, fitness. Maybe it's love and a romantic connection. Maybe it is business. Maybe it's it's lifestyle, but gift yourself that freedom. And then, you know, this is the truth is there is a balance to this world. And so, yes, something will have to give, but then you can look at your life. Now that you have clarity and you're like, you know what? I need more time with my family. You know what? I need a passionate outlet. I I need to do my own pursuit or whatever it is outside of my company or whatever it is. Now that we have clarity that we know are inarguable, gotta have it. Then we can look at our lives and be like, all right, where can I get that time? Where can I get those resources? Where can I get that energy from? So now if we're looking at, you know, maybe it is, oh, you know, I'll watch that movie on a Monday night. Well, now that movie might be going head to head with that time that you could spend with family, that time that you could do this passionate pursuit that you really want. And so the movie becomes less attractive because it's clearly going to head to head with the thing you really want. But it all begins with being clear and what I call brave honesty, which is bravery to look at ourselves and our lives and just say, this is something I really want, or I'd want to be better. Yeah, no, I love that. And uh, what do you do if you you feel like you don't have time to think about this shit? <laughs> um, this is, I mean, I, I always get the best ideas when I kind of on vacation, when I get to sure. kind of <laughs> or when something or when I get a failure, quote unquote, because it forces me to rethink and restructure. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's such a great point. You know, this is going to sound silly, but it's really not. Um, some of the like grab it times, I think, are right when you wake up, yeah. right when you go to bed. And there's science to, to back all of this, of the state that you're in and theta and all that. Right when you wake up, right before you go to bed, listen to those, whatever's coming through there shower because you don't have this shower is a beautiful one and driving because it occupies part of your brain. So you get in a meditative state and you can free and creatively think. So those are four times. And also if you go for like a little walk and you get the body going, these may sound, um, eye rolly, like, Oh my gosh, that's so simple. And it's these moments that we do need to seize. And I'm reminding myself as well, Because if we don't, there's so much pressure to be productive, efficient, aspirational, achieving, or just noise, right? How many apps do we all need to check a day? Nine to stay up to whatever. So you, I would just say, if you're looking for time to explore, really be precious about those moments. Awesome. Uh, just a couple of more questions, Alex. Book, yeah, man. yeah uh, this is so fun. Uh, your I love your <laughs> questions. They're great. <laughs> your book, like, uh, can you just share, like, why why should people pick it up right now or go to Amazon and just order it? Like, what is the like the main takeaways that, that you you know we we want to re- people to read this book for? Yeah, you know, I appreciate you asking that. It was something where I didn't want to write it until I felt like it was really the right time. And there kept being more and more chapters of my life that I wanted to to include. And 
this year with competing on American Ninja Warrior for the second time and just all the experiences that led up to it with hosting and speaking. And this was the best of everything I have lived, learned, seen successful people do. I've guinea pigged and tried myself. So this truly is the best of my life um, is in the book. And I really felt very honored that people would read this at some point. So that I, I didn't take it lightly in writing this book. And the last thing that I'll say is it kept me honest. I think that sometimes in, in this world of betterment and self-development and growth, you know, there's a trap that sometimes it can get corny or not really applicable to all of our lives. And what was fun about this is while I was writing the book, was exactly the time at leading up to American Ninja Warrior. So I'd literally write all day about, even if we don't feel confident, we need to step up. And what do you really want? Even if fear is trying to take it away from you, all of these, how do we overcome failure? All these things. And then I would drive an hour, train until midnight, flinging off obstacles with elite competitors, like looking and I'm like, what are they thinking? Do they think I'm good? Do they not think I'm good? Oh no, my hands are ripped, but you got to get up back up there. And then I would drive back home and I would rewrite yeah. what I had wrote to make sure that it was honest to what it actually feels like. So that, you know, I, if you are looking for the best piece of advice that our best feedback that I've gotten from people who've read the book is that it feels like it's coming from a friend. Yeah. That's, that's what I wanted. So if you could benefit from a friend to get your back and, and help you along to bring some cool things into your life, I hope you'll pick it up. Boom. And fail proof, become the unstoppable you go to Amazon or wherever you pick yeah. up your books and get it now. And this is, this is, uh, this is not me saying that to just for you to buy a book is just, it's me saying that from a person that I know and that he's walking the talk and he's, he's taught a lot about these. I mean, people don't know, but we usually, we always meet at the beach during sunsets and, yeah. you know, I know, like, like I, I feel you. We, we, there's a lot of thought block behind that. So <laughs> I, I love that. And now you're in Colorado. Good for you. I'm very happy for you and, mm -hmm. and, and your life, how it's progressing. Uh, the final thing, uh, Alex, what's your favorite song right now? Ooh, <laughs> okay. This one popped in. So it's a song. Oh, let me see if I can find out who sings it. It's uh it's a song called Colorado. And uh, I think why I've been rocking out to it is when I was like, not sure if I wanted to move here or whatever, if it was possible, if it was possible, I knew I wanted to, but I was like, you know, I would listen to this song and uh, it would just fire me up. And so now I get a kick out of listening to it while driving in the mountains in Colorado. Um, it's just another one of those things where don't believe your doubt and your fear. If you want to make something happen, make it happen. I love it. Yeah. And I would ask you to sing it, but I don't know if you know it. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants that. Colorado, Colorado. <laughs> uh, we'll check it out on Spotify instead. Uh, Alex, thank you so much. Uh, check out the yeah. book. Check check him out. It's Instagram. I am Alex Weber, right? Yeah, I'm Alex Weber, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's it, guys. I'm I'm super grateful that you're here listening. This show was uh, a little bit shorter. We wanted to do that because we just wanted to dig right into the knowledge of this book. If you again, if you love Alex as much as I do, check out the two other episodes after you read his book because you'll get a lot of value uh, from from this guy. If you enjoy this show and what we do, please share this with somebody that needs to hear this message. Give us a review. Just just support us. All this is for free free because I really want you guys to 
get the best out of your life. But the the own the only reason why we do this is for you to excel. And that makes us really, really happy. I think, uh, I don't know what happened to Alex, but uh, I think we're out and I'll see you guys next week. Thanks. <music>